Welcome to Holy Trinity Catholic Church from Beaverton, Oregon. Good morning, everybody. Father Bill will be providing coffee service for any of you who are up later than you should have been, so just raise your hand. We'll be around. <laughs> so everybody, um, today obviously we're celebrating New Year's. We're also celebrating the Feast of Mary, Mother of God. So this week in preparation, I was doing a little bit of uh, homework on the Blessed Mother, and I noticed something that I've never really noticed before. <clears throat> Did you know every time Our Lady shows up in the Gospels, her world is being turned upside down? I mean, think about it, right? I mean, well, we surround her with all these pious sentiments, and we give her these exalted titles, and think, though, about some of the things that she had to deal with. So, for example, the Annunciation story, right? Gabriel appears, and what does he say? You're going to become pregnant. Yeah, you're not married. This isn't going to happen in the usual way, but it'll be fine, right? And if your fiancé asks, just tell him it's the Son of God. What could go wrong, right? Or the Christmas story that we heard again today, right? A very pregnant Mary has to travel over 100 miles by donkey, mind you, to Bethlehem, only to find at the end, um, we don't really have a space for you, but, but we have this lovely cattle shed you might want to check out, right? And then three strangers, three foreigners show up wanting to see your kid, and the attention they draw from the authorities means, guess what? You got to move, and you don't just have to move to another neighborhood. You need to move out of the country right now. And then finally, right, when your kid turns 12, he goes missing for three days in a big city. You've lost the son of God. And when you finally find him, what does he say? Mom, Dad, thank God, I'm, I was so scared. No, he basically says, how'd you not know where I was, right? <laughs> so we could go on and on, but the point, guys, is this. I'm sure the Blessed Mother must have had her moments in all of this. But what's amazing to me is the way she was able to navigate these crises in her life with a certain kind of serenity and confidence. I mean, listen to her responses, some of her responses. I am the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done to me according to your word. And Mary kept all these things, reflecting on them in her heart. Do whatever he tells you. How did she do that? How did she do that? Well, I suppose the easy answer would be faith. Faith is always a good answer, right? But I don't think it's just an intellectual faith. I don't think it was just for her a set of moral principles or theological propositions. I think what Mary had was something much deeper, much more personal. It wasn't just what she believed, but it was who she believed in. So let me see if I can illustrate that for you. My dad died back in 1995, and I can honestly say that was one of the hardest moments of my life, right? The grief of losing him, but even more than his loss, what was even harder in some ways was that for years afterwards, when a crisis would come up in my life, right? So like the car would break down, or I was struggling at work, or we lost a little one to miscarriage, I didn't have my dad to turn to. Growing up, he had always been kind of my rock. He'd been my sort of my shelter in the storm, if you will. And he always seemed to know what to do or what to say. So when he was taken away, it felt a bit like teetering on the edge of the abyss with no guardrail, no hand to steady me. I don't know if you've ever felt like that. 
Well, long story short, it took years. It was a long time. But gradually I came to see that, you know, gosh, hard as it was, maybe there was actually a gift in dad's dying. Because by the grace of God, what I learned was that this confidence and the trust and the freedom that I found in my relationship with my dad could also be found, and maybe even in a more profound way, in the love and the care of God the Father. And in fact, what the Lord showed me was that Dad's love and care was an expression, but only one expression, of the love and the care which with the Father was surrounding me all the time. St. Paul tells us in our second reading that God has sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts, crying out, Abba, Father, why? Well, because, friends, we are no longer slaves, not even servants, but sons, daughters. Because of what Jesus did for us, because of what happened in our baptism, we became children of God, sons and daughters of God. And he loves us with the very same love with which he loves Jesus, his son. That's profound if you think about it. God the Father looks at you the very same way he looks at Jesus, his only begotten. There's power in knowing that. And there's even more power in making that the center or the pole or maybe the still point around which your life revolves. Those of you who are parents, you know the fierceness and the depth and the strength of a parent's love for their child, right? Well, that's only a shadow of the love that the Father has for each of us. And guys, we can trust that love. We can trust that love, no matter what life throws our way. St. Francis de Sales has a great quote. He says it like this. He says, Do not look forward to the changes and chances of life in fear. Rather, look to them with full hope that as they arise from God, whose child you are, he will deliver you out of them. Do you but hold fast to the Father's hand, and he will lead you safely through all things. And when you cannot stand, he will bear you in his arms. So do not look forward to what may happen tomorrow. Our Father will either shield you from suffering or else give you strength to bear it. That's the secret to our life as Christians, you guys. And the secret really to our blessed mothers as well. We're not slaves. We're not even servants. We're dearly beloved sons and daughters. And my fear is that too many of us leave that relationship on the margins of our lives, drawing on it only when things are bad, when we're in real trouble. And the result, sadly, is that we live our lives with way too much anxiety and fear and bitterness and disappointment instead of the strength, the confidence, the peace that God wants for us. So as we enter this new year, what I want to encourage you to do is cultivate that relationship. Work on that relationship with the Father. Make it central now, because I can guarantee you, it will change your life. It will. It will give you an ability to navigate life's ups and downs, just as it did for our Blessed Mother. I'll leave you with one last quote. This is an excerpt from a poem that I always return to at the beginning of every new year. 
It's by a woman named Minnie Louise Haskins, who was herself someone acquainted with life's ups and downs. And I'll put it in next weekend's bulletin, but for this morning, just sit back and just listen to it. It's very short. Here we go. She writes, I said to the man who stood at the gate of the new year, give me a light that I may tread safely into the unknown. And he said to me, go out into the darkness and put your hand into the hand of God. That shall be to you better than light, safer than a known way. That shall be to you better than light, safer than a known way. Happy New Year, everybody. Thank you for joining us. You can learn more on our parish website at h-t.org. We hope that you will subscribe to our YouTube channel or try and join us for Mass if you're local. Again, all the information will be on h-t.org.